0: So I'm so excited to have our next guest. She is so beautiful. She's so inspiring. She's somebody that I feel is extremely um, easy to talk to and get to know. Not only is she an incredible coach, but she's also traveled all over the world. And she has so much um, to share with you in terms of travel tips, travel humor. She's freaking hilarious. We met in Vegas. Some things that we're not going to tell you. Uh, But basically, uh, we're going to share with you on travel humor with Jolanda. How are you doing, girl? I am great. How are you? Doing awesome. So really excited to uh, do this with you because you traveled all over. You're somebody that I look to in terms of like travel advice, and you've also done ESL. You've done so many things. So can you tell us like how you got started like traveling?
1: Well, okay, so it's quite simple. Um, I like beaches, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I used to always just get really super excited about going on um vacation, mm-hmm. and then um, it just kind of like took a a point in my life. I was actually on vacation when I kind of made the decision that I want to travel and um you know, I was in this job that, you know, it was like a good job, but it wasn't good for me mm-hmm. and I wasn't happy with it. So then it's kind of, I gave myself a year to figure out how I was going to be able to leave that job and travel.
0: I love it I did. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are like daydreaming about how to shoot themselves in their job. Uh, so can you <laughs> share with us like, so because you do coaching as well, you kind of help people get out of that situation. So can you share with us like um, like, what was it like being in that job? Do you feel like you were valued? Like, uh, what were some of the things that prompted you to kind of start your coaching business
1: also? Two, those are two different things, yeah. but, um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: no, like with the job I, I like, no, I didn't really feel valued. I didn't feel, um, respected. I felt like my gifts and talents and everything that I had to offer was being like severely underutilized. And, um. I felt like I got to a place where I couldn't really grow any further. And then it kind of came to the point where it was like, well, do I want to grow further? And I was like, not here. So, yeah. So that was that. And then like with the whole coaching aspect, that came about because I was making all these like major like decisions and kind of leaving behind everything and everyone that I knew. And I had no idea what I was doing I had no idea what I was getting myself into because you know we're all so comfortable with like what's safe and familiar because it's what we know right like our little comfort zone everybody around us is you know similarly aligned similarly have like similar values um you know they're I mean, everybody's different, but you know, they're pretty much the same. Right. So for me to go into something that I had no idea was what I was getting myself into. Like I, I wanted somebody to kind of talk to about it that understood. And so that's why I want to, you know, I'm that for other people.
0: Mm-hmm. So did you feel scared at any point?
1: Yeah. <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> Cause like I this is how I feel. I feel like outside, like people look at coaches like, oh my god, they're so perfect. They're so amazing. Like they just decide to do something and then boom, they make it happen. So like, do you feel like at any point you were traveling or making the decision to quit the job and like start the business? Or is there any point when you were feeling like, oh, I'm not sure? if I can do it? And then like, how did you work through that?
1: Yeah. So, um, with quitting the job, it was kind of like, what was your
0: job by the way?
1: Well, I was a, I was a marketing specialist with the government Mm -hmm. and, and I did that for nine years and it kind of came to a point where it's kind of like, okay, well, I know I want to leave here and I know I want to travel, but how am I going to make money? You know what I mean? Like that was kind of like the thing. And then so when I really kind of, you know, kind of took a survey of, you know, like my natural gifts, my natural talents, as well as kind of things I had skills in, um, you know, coaching was a natural fit. And then, you know, also, you know, adding the desire to kind of like reach back and help others kind of made it all um, come together together. But it was the two were scary in different ways. Like traveling was scary because you know, you got like the news and stuff, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> yeah. that's his own beat.
0: <laughs> so, um, the reason, uh, one of the things that I, I find really fascinating was because I solo travel and I'm a, a minority female, and whenever I travel outside um okay because I'm Chinese and it's like I never really feel 100% American in America anyway Mm -hmm. and when I go out abroad they're always like oh um what kind of Asian are you and then Mm -hmm. like they always like um well I mean it's understandable right I'm not I'm not saying oh my god how dare they but I just feel like I have a different experience than other people who travel solo. Mm-hmm. I feel like just as a woman traveling solo in itself is like an earth shattering thing. And and it's less, more common now, but I just want to hear your take on it because my take is kind of like, I've had had experiences uh, that I think I would not have if I wasn't uh, the gender that I am than the race I am. So I'm just curious, yeah. like, what is like... Uh, what was what was like running through your head like when you were first starting traveling? Because you're also a female minority, so mm. yeah. Any 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 thoughts on that?
1: Well, I didn't. You know, luckily, I didn't really have like any like horrible experiences okay. due to race. Yes, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, my experiences definitely did differ a little bit because. Um, one thing that I learned about traveling is that it's very common for people to travel who are from other countries, mm-hmm. right? So like, US, made, I think, or yeah, like- exactly. So it's like, you know, when I'm traveling, I'm meeting all these people from like Sweden, mm-hmm. and Australia, mm-hmm. and um, even Canada, and just other countries other than the U S where travel is like a normal thing, like a gap year is totally a thing that they do and is encouraged. Mm -hmm. So, um, being around them, they have like a totally different perspective on travel than, you know, like Americans. So, um, you know, so being black being female, Mm -hmm. when I went any other place, honestly, that took a backseat to me being American. Because the minute I opened my mouth and they heard the American accent, they were like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, you're good.
1: Yeah, even though when I was in Thailand, I was asked daily if I was from South Africa. Mm-hmm. But other than that.
0: <laughs> how did you feel? <laughs> like, what did you say? Did you just, because t- sometimes I just mess with people after mm-hmm. some Did you, did you, uh, yeah, how did you, how did you deal with the South Africa question?
1: <laughs> so that I mainly got that when I was like in Asia. Like I spent time in Thailand yeah, and in Malaysia. Yeah. And I primarily <laughs> got it there. And in Thailand, um, I remember this one girl being like, Oh, I know where you're from. You're from South Africa. And I'm like, like No, I'm, I'm so from America. <laughs> Right.
0: <laughs> and I'm like,
1: no, I'm from America. She's like, yeah. but your parents. But how would you know are are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: <Like, what? laughs>
1: They are from America too, dear. Okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. So, um, yeah, that's funny. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah. So, uh, what were your favorite travel stories, and uh, and where did you travel
1: to? Okay, so, um, well, since I. You know, honestly, I think like my my tra- ugh, 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 let me get it together. My favorite travel story was probably like my very first trip that I took by myself and it's because um that's the one that that's the trip that proved to me that I could do it. Like not that it could be done, but that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And with that trip, it was um I had already been thinking about traveling. And then like, I just had, like, I got an email with like this airfare sale to Costa Rica with like a round trip ticket for $250 as long as I left within the next week. And I was like, I can do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I went to Costa Rica, didn't tell anybody I was going except for my best friend. And the only reason I told her is because in the event that something happened, I needed somebody yeah. to tell my mama where I went. Yeah. And um. But in that one, you know, when I went to Costa Rica, it's like, I didn't know anything about Costa Rica. I thought I spoke Spanish until I got there. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And I realized that my Spanish, you know, isn't good, but it's like when I got there and just being there by myself in a place that's completely unfamiliar with a language that's only vaguely familiar, you know, ATVing out in the jungles, you know, sitting on like these really dope beaches, not even having a place to stay until I got there. Those are all things that are really kind of counterintuitive for me, honestly. But with me just completely just kind of being like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go all in. Um, it was like the best decision that I ever made. And it's kind of really geared me up and prepared me for when I um, went away for longer because I traveled for a year.
0: I love oh my God. What was a year like? Because I feel like this is so amazing that um, people can't – well, maybe uh, – I think as Americans, it blows our minds. Oh, wow. She can, she can just take off for a year. Can you tell us like, what did you do to prepare for that? And like, where did you go? Just tell us about your year, your trip. Cause that sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> so to prepare for it, I um, went on a very aggressive savings plan. I had read many blogs and all of them kind of gave around the same amount of dollars that you would need to travel Um, the world for a year so I had a so that gave me a goal and then I had some debt that I needed to get rid of so I worked on clearing out debt and just like stacking money so that meant like no eating out you know like limiting my going out you know aggressive savings (laughs) plan and then it also um You know and i thought about doing coaching back then but at the time i you know didn't really feel prepared and didn't really know enough about the industry um so i started like a writing and editing business so that i could have money um to you know maybe travel beyond a year so um the first place i decided to go was to thailand because i had read that um it was safe for solo female travels i had never been to asia I had never been to thailand didn't know anybody personally who had been but i had decided that's where i was going so i went the original plan was for me to be in six um southeast asia for six months but then um when my grandmother died um i, I just uh, thank you but i decided to come back and i came back um because you know i i it was hard on my family with me being away. So I, you know, I was like, well, let me just co- go back and be with Work my away. family. Mm-hmm. And then once I got back, now let me just tell you about me coming back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I left Thailand, which, and I left during the cool season. Cause mm-hmm. this was a, this was like, I left New Year's Day, so this is the cool season, mm-hmm. and the cool season, it was still like 90, 95 degrees every day, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm walking around in a tank top sweating, and people, Thai people are walking around in sweatshirts and jackets, okay? Yeah. so <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and I come back during the polar vortex, and it's eight degrees here. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my
1: God. <sighs> yeah. So, it's like I'm home, and it's like I want to go back to Thailand, but the jet lag was real. So I decided not to go back there because I didn't want to do the whole readjusting again to getting back on Thai time. So I decided to go to Central America. I remembered that I loved my time in Costa Rica. So I went to Costa Rica, went to Panama, um, did some traveling around the States, which was preempted by me deciding to go to South by Southwest, which was mm-hmm. awesome.
0: Yeah. Tell, you, tell us more about that.
1: More about South by Southwest.
0: Yeah.
1: Huh. Well, uh, South by Southwest is an awesome, there's like a dope city anyway, but you put South by Southwest in it and it's like dump the uh, dope to like the millionth power because I was there and you know, um, sat in on an interview like uh, with Diddy, um, uh, you know, got to meet Future, like I got oh, I got to meet Issa Ray, which was super dope. Uh, because is-
0: how was she in person? Oh my god, I have to
1: know. She was so cool and it was like it was like dope to meet her because this was like before this was before Before she she blew up. Oh my god. This was before she blew up and I had just heard about her um internet series. So, you know, Mm -hmm. just talking to her about watching her her on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like super dope meeting her, meeting Nick Cannon, and then just kind of like all the parties and stuff that happened daily because with South by Southwest, there's like a tech part in the beginning um where it's it's like tech stuff and like entrepreneur type stuff in the beginning and then they also have like the film fest and they also have like the music fest but the music fest is like where it really goes down Mm -hmm. tons of fun concerts everywhere got to see um uh oh my goodness Kendrick that's who it was Kendrick
0: okay I (laughs) lost you for a second okay yeah Kendrick (laughs) Wow, that's so awesome, guys. That's what happens when you have uh income and time freedom. Uh <laughs> travel everywhere. So that's great. So, what was your favorite destination?
1: Um You know, honestly, Lee, I don't really like that question, I and mean, I'm going to tell you why. I don't like that question simply because every place every place has its own story and it has its own special meaning to me. Right. So um, I absolutely um, love beaches and I love water. And so I would say probably one of my favorite traveling destinations would simply would be Costa Rica Mm -hmm. um, just because it's like really diverse in that they have beaches and then like a mile or two from the beaches. If even that far, you have like jungle, And you have um, waterfalls Mm -hmm. and you have all these like plants and animals that I'd never seen before. You know, like we're taking a walk down the beach and um, there's like this sloth crossing the road. You know what I mean? It was like during the turtle mating season. So we see all these like huge turtles and like the baby turtles. So I just like the diversity of um, the natural landscape in Costa Rica. So that probably is my favorite traveling destination. But all of them are very special to me.
0: So uh, what's a travel story that stands out in your mind?
1: Okay, well, while we're talking about Costa Rica, so, you know, you talk a lot about dating. And so I was in Nosara, Costa Rica. And it's like this really small beach town like it's a very small town like every day at sunset like the whole town gets together to go to like the one bar on the beach to watch the sunset like it's a really small town and so I'm sitting on the beach one day and um, now the lady at my hotel had already kind of mentioned that this guy was interested in me and um He, um, you know, but he didn't really speak English and yeah, I don't speak, but so much Spanish, but, you know, we were able to converse in Spanglish. So he comes up to me and he asked me if I want a turtle. And I was like, what do I I want? Okay. I'm like, do I want a turtle? And then. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. So he takes it out, and he has a turtle in his hand, and it's like a small turtle, and it's and it's black. And I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to figure out what kind of wood it is. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of attention to detail. And he says, "Es muerte," which means it's dead. And I said, "What?" what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's, I, was, "I was like, that's a dead baby turtle." And he was like, "Yeah." And so he had shown me up the beach where there was like a bonfire because apparent um because with the with the turtle mating seasons, the turtles come on land and they and they bury their eggs, but the locals like to go behind and um take up the eggs and like eat them, right? Hmm. So okay. what happens is people cover the turtle tracks so people can't pinpoint where the turtle eggs are. But when what what happened was people had a bonfire right above uh nest of baby turtles that were basically getting ready to hatch because this was like a fully formed baby turtle and so he was like here he's like do you want it and I'm like what am I gonna do with a dead baby turtle yeah. and he was like oh he's like oh I'll paint um Nisara Costa Rica on it and you can take it back to the states and I was like <laughs> Why? I can't do that like it's gonna start to stink and he said, yeah. it doesn't stink and I was like, no. And then so he was like, here, how about this? He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring it and leave it at your room. Okay. Now my first thought was, what you mean you're going to leave it at my room? But, <laughs> but I did have to come become comfortable enough with the fact that people knowing where I stayed, because that was something I had to deal with in right. Thailand a lot, because being the only Black person, mm-hmm in the area yeah i was easily recognizable so (laughs) and so um yeah so um i think that was his way of flirting with me we did not go out on a date i did not take the dead baby turtle (laughs) (laughs) what oh
0: my god you're so funny that's so Um, strange man (laughs) so okay uh best men from uh which region would you say?
1: Um, well you let me know when you find out, Lee. That that's what I gotta <laughs> say. That's what I have to say.
0: Um where would you okay, maybe okay, let me know if you want to answer this question.
1: Sure.
0: Where would you not wanna to go to again? If any. Okay.
1: You know, I really wasn't a huge fan of Malaysia. Oh, and, Malaysia!
0: Um, you're on notice, All right. <laughs>
1: I, w- I wasn't a huge uh, fan. Dude, of-
0: the tourism is going to go down so much. It's no. sure. <laughs> pretty bad. and then like you are saying, don't go to Malaysia. Well, uh, but yeah, I'm very curious now. Why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, so I went to Penang, um, Malaysia. Oh, yeah, how was that? How was it? Which was it, okay. It was beautiful. It was very pretty. But I only went to Malaysia for a few days to do um, what's called like a visa run, right? So basically my visa had run out in Thailand and I needed to go, I had to leave the country for a couple of days and go someplace else in order to be able to go back to Thailand. So I went to Malaysia to get a 90 day visa um, to go back to Thailand. And um, I didn't, you know, I hadn't really I didn't know much about Malaysia before I went. Um, When I got there, um, I didn't realize that um, they had such a um, heavy um, um, Muslim presence, right? And the thing about that was, you know, as a female by myself, all the other ladies had their heads covered. I didn't have my heads covered. You know, I had short sleeves on. All the other ladies who lived there you know, they wore long sleeves. And so um, the attention I got there made me uncomfortable Mm. because people would just like stare. Boy, like man, woman, child, they would just stare. Mm. Now in Thailand, if people stared at me, I would just smile and say hello in Thai. And they would smile back and go on about their business, or maybe they would say something. But in Malaysia, I would smile and like, they would just stare with like, a stone oh, face. Awkward, it was very awkward. So it was like it made me uncomfortable to kind of like get out and do things by myself. And then like I was there, like um we had gone to the beach and like there was like this restaurant by the beach and I was with a couple of guys and you know we were all together doing this visa run. So we were all gonna be there for like two or three days or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we're we're at the restaurant to um order something and like the waiter didn't look at me at all like he was looking at the men and he asked the men what i wanted and i'm like um excuse me i can order for myself like I, I don't know these guys so that was a very strange experience for me you know like if i went back i might i would go to like a different part and maybe like with somebody but i don't really have any immediate plans to uh, or desire um to go back i
0: see. And that's totally understandable. And thank you, thank you for sharing that. It kind of prepped our listeners for kind of what to expect. Um, so in terms of like coaching, like how did you start coaching?
1: I started coaching because people started asking me questions. Mm So, you know, so like it's one thing where you have your friends and they come to you about certain things because they know that you're good at advice in like certain areas and they know you're really knowledgeable in certain things. But then it's something different when people that you know a lot Less formally, like you know them a lot more casually when they're coming to you and talking to you because they are contemplating major life decisions and they feel like they don't have anybody to talk to, Mm -hmm. but they felt like I would understand as somebody who has proven that I was quite literally ready to risk it all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So (laughs) so that's kind of how that came about.
0: Mm, That's amazing. So, can you tell us in terms of like coaching, like who do you work with? Who do you prefer working with? Who do you accept working with? Who do you kick out? Even if they beg you to, you're like, no. Uh, tell us more about like uh, the people that you do uh, help.
1: I help anybody who is um, ready for change. I'm a mindset and confidence coach because whenever it comes to making like these major life decisions especially when it's something that you've never seen done before in person um you know it can be like really daunting and really scary and so like it totally takes like a whole mindset shift in order to actually believe that you can do it and then you also need to gain the confidence in yourself to be able to do that you know like even with you lee you know when i met you you were quiet and you know a little on the shy side and look at you now you know i'm doing you know comedy like it's a whole so
0: quiet like yeah uh, yeah mm-hmm. but
1: just to get to that point it's a whole mindset shift that has to happen in order to be able to do that and uh, to be able to build up the confidence to be able to do that so yeah those are the people that i work with and um i don't i have not turned anybody aw- away. Um,
0: you might have to after this podcast. Maybe,
1: maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. No, we're not going to put that out there. Okay. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't turned anybody away, but if something happens and I just really feel like a real um, disconnect, like if I don't feel like you're my type of person, then yeah, we probably can't work together. I
0: see. So, um, when it comes to, uh, coaching and working, you've also done. So what is that experience like teaching English to uh, second language learners?
1: It's been interesting. Um, you know, cause I work with children. So, you know, I teach them you know, English to children, which is great. It does have its challenges, but I love it. Like I love my little, I love my little babies. They are so sweet. Um, you know, most of them really want to learn. And it's really, I really get a lot of enjoyment out of seeing their progress. You know what I mean? Like I legit started crying one day when a little girl, um, she could not she could, you know, she could say hello, but I ask her, what's your name? And she's, she didn't understand the question. So when we got to the point where after that, she's like reading complete sentences and I can ask her questions and we can have like a little bit of conversation on her level. Like I legit like started crying. I'm like, Oh my goodness. You've come so far. I'm such a softie. So I love it for those, for the kids who want to learn and actually make progress. Now the ones who their parents make them be there, you know, um, They're a little less enjoyable to work with, but (laughs) I find a way to have fun regardless.
0: Awesome. So uh, who, who's like your hero? Who's your mentor?
1: Who is my hero?
0: Like, how do you choose a mentor?
1: how do I choose a mentor? Um, I actually kind of choose a mentor based on core values. So, um, before I, you know, tried to choose mentors based on people who I kind of felt were a lot like me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've come to realize that, you know, people on their core values, um, I, our core values kind of need to align. So somebody who is, um, you know, open and honest and transparent, you know, somebody who like, you know, like if I'm coming to you for mentorship, like I'm not really looking for a friend, but, you know, somebody who, you know, I, you know, we can at least get along, but somebody who will still kind of, you know, give me that kick in the pants when I need it. So I, I guess tough love is kind of what I like in awesome. terms of mentors. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, what, uh, What would you advise people who are first starting out traveling? What would you advise them?
1: Just to kind of um, be open. That's like the biggest piece of advice I can give just to be open because there are so many experiences that I had um, just by being open to it, places I wouldn't have gone because, you know, I didn't really know about it, but, you know, talk to people and they're like, oh, well, you know, we're going here. Do you want to come with us? Sure, why not? That's how I ended up going to Panama um, after going to Costa Rica because I met this group of people and they were like, oh, we're going to Panama. And like, we quite literally walked from Costa Rica to Panama and and it was awesome. And Panama was awesome, but it wouldn't wouldn't have happened if I would've been like, oh, well, I don't know, like y'all are strangers. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like you just gotta kind of be open to new experiences. And new people.
0: So uh, what do you find funny?
1: What do I find funny? I find just about everything funny. I laugh a lot. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. That's a dry answer. But I- <laughs> oh, maybe, okay. It's,
0: that's my fault.
1: What's your favorite?
0: I think that's maybe a better question.
1: Wait, what's my favorite what? Comedian. My favorite comedian um, I don't know that I have a favorite comedian of all time, but you know, right now I I did just watch the um Deion Cole um special on Netflix. and oh, I,
0: I, I love Deon Cole, he's
1: hilarious. He, he is hilarious, and I found him to be really funny. Um I also like you dro- huh? think
0: he's hot? I think he's so hot.
1: I don't find him attractive, really? but <laughs> I don't. I don't, but I think he's really funny. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> I don't make sure for it actually. Yeah, like I don't like it's not it's not that I don't think he's ugly, but yeah.
0: I feel like there's a different okay, let's talk about this. Because okay. there's <laughs> different cultural beauty standard across cultures. Like like people that uh like Americans find funny, age uh cute, like Asians don't find cute at all. And uh-huh. then like people like did you do you find this weird like when you were traveling about like the b- different beauty standards of men and women? Or- um,
1: not really. Well, not really because honestly even though um, worldwide the lighter you are and the straighter your hair is, you're always going to be seen as like more attractive right whether is true or not you know but um because like in thailand a lot of the times people wore um the um long sleeves so that they wouldn't get a tan because the people who worked in the fields they had a tan and so it's kind of like a class thing you know what i mean so it's kind of like the darker you are they just assume you don't have money you know what i mean and i was okay with that because i don't need anybody assuming that i have money traveling by myself you know what i mean like i don't need to be i don't need to be a walking target i'm okay with that yeah look the other way but (laughs) 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 but in terms of like actual like beauty standards honestly it's there it's kind of the same everywhere you go but um and then, and, and, you know, people are people. Cause you know, some people I've seen some very attractive people who I would never want to have another conversation with. Mm-hmm. You know and I mean, cause they're not good people. Blech. Who needs that? I want you to be in the beautiful on the inside too. For sure.
0: So um, what would you like to say to our listeners before we share your social media and share how to work with
1: you? I would like to share with the, with your listeners, um, You know, I think I'm funny. I hope you found me funny too. But but really, if you have something that you want to do, some kind of thing that's kind of nagging you in the back of your mind and you keep trying to like shoo it away because it doesn't sound quote unquote, realistic, it doesn't sound like something that you think you can actually do, you're like a little bit scared to accomplish it. That's the thing you need to go for. That's the thing that you need to go after and conquer, because you don't know what door that's going to open up for you. So go for it.
0: Love it. So how can we work with you? How can we find you?
1: You can find me at Jalonda at knowledge. That's J E L O N D A a d n o l e j on facebook and instagram
0: perfect well thank you so much for sharing this awesome episode i was laughing uh throughout i think you're hilarious. i think our listeners will find you hilarious as well and totally totally work with her if you want to create a life where you can travel all the time and have all these stories so thank mm-hmm. you so much again i truly appreciate it
1: now, thank you for having me
0: yeah absolutely